Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And thanks for joining us for the PHNX Suns postgame show. Oh, Lindsay, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. Hit that like button. We are hanging out in the VIP lounge VIP. because the Phoenix Suns have defeated the Detroit Pistons 116 to 100. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Start things off with an ice cold Four Peaks beverage. <laughs> There's that sax. I'm having trouble. There we go. <laughs> I look over and he's struggling with that beer. Did you just become a Johnny meme? Oh, boy. No, I Listen, couldn't open the can. We yeah, he did. I might have become that. That was right behind the monitor. That is not a Four Peaks for me or for issue. Him. That is user error uh, only. That was an Espo issue. That Drink was not for Pete. If you got them. <laughs> and they're always best when they're <sighs> for Peaks and combined with Phoenix Suns basketball. They also have two brand new beers. Check them out if you haven't. The Recreational Juice Dank IPA <laughs> and the Staycation Super Juicy IPA. Also, the Super Bowl is just around the corner. Make sure you grab some nice Four Peaks beverages to have during the game. And you do have to be 21 or older, and we ask you to enjoy responsibly. Mm hmm. What's happening? The Did chat. you spill too? No. Fucking, Why didn't you I didn't spill? Chat. I got to Lindsay with the energy of fucking Ben Stein. <laughs> Wait, Do you what? know who Ben Stein is? I'm confused. He's the guy on Ferris Bueller. It's like Bueller. 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 <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't add any more umph when you added Yeah, you gotta come umph? with the vengeance, baby. Welcome into the PHNX We fucking destroyed Sun Detroit show. tonight. Hell yeah. Suns beat Detroit. Woohoo! I'm Lindsey Smith. Okay, first of all, he said Ben Stein, not Snuffleupagus, okay? <laughs> That's Ben Stein. <laughs> you guys are out of control. Oh, my Goodness gosh. Or Eeyore. <laughs> <You sound> Snuffleupagus. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes me. Oh, Here I go. What has happened? You guys, I think we should start the show off by going ahead and naming our draft king, king of the game Damn tonight. Damn right. It goes... To Saul Bookman. DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> Let's Tonight, go, DA. DA finished with 31 points, 16 rebounds. He was five of six from the charity stripe. DA had himself another extremely solid basketball game. Hell yeah. He was fantastic tonight. From the jump, he was he was just he played with a lot of energy. 
He was into it. He was aggressive. Uh, it just felt like he wasn't going to put up with a lot of shit already. You know what I mean? So that mm-hmm. I, I loved his performance all the way around. The jump shot was there. He was killing guys down low in the post. All around, great game. One of his better games of the season by far. Yeah, and on both ends too. Like we were talking about it early on in the game, that defensive intensity and focus we saw in Boston carried over tonight. Um, and tonight was one of the great nights where the stats match that production and that focus. Um, so he was great on both ends. He was 13 of 15. He missed two shots all night. Yeah. He's had a couple of nights where he just couldn't get like looks around the rim to fall. Tonight was not one of those nights. He was really, really good. Um, and they just beat Detroit to death with that pick and roll with Chris Paul. They could not stop D.A. Um, and when they finally did double down on him, he was finding shooters in the corners and that helped put the game away. So really nice job. For also him helped Saul win some money. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, I just wish he dunked less tonight. Uh, I got to be honest. <laughs> Too much dunking, too mm-hmm. much aggression. Look, he went, he saw Matt Ishbia was there and goes, I got to prove I'm a max guy to the guy <laughs> side of the checks now. Mm. You know, and, and he did it. He, he looked fantastic tonight. If that's the DA you got on more regular basis, nobody would be able to say shit about him. Nope. Nobody. And I hope that we get to see this DA on a more regular basis. I think it, this road trip was really good for DA. I don't know what it is. Seemed like it just came at the right time for him, though. Maybe he just needed to get out of Phoenix, go into the quote-unquote enemy territory, and just go ham. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe we saw this with Devin for a hot minute there where he played better Mm. on the road too. And, Gerald, I know that even this season, DA has played better at home overall. There are just certain times where I feel like guys just need to be away from all of the distractions that come with being home and just really hone in on basketball. Yeah, and, and you can do that more on the road than you can here at home. Yeah, you definitely can. And this is kind of not just for DA, but for the team in general, because their mm-hmm. road record has been nowhere near last year when they were one of the best historically road teams in NBA history. Um, so it, it's been good to see him kind of get back to form a little bit on both ends of the floor. It's been good to see the Suns string together two consecutive really good performances yeah. um, after that kind of dud of a Hawks loss. So this is encouraging. Like the numbers, they're pretty – after tonight, they'll probably be pretty even as far as his splits at home and on the road. Um, But, yeah, this like like we've been saying, recently it felt like things were weighing on him a little bit here in this building with the way the team was playing. And and now going out on the road, you get to kind of build something different. So we talked about that last night that was it because fans get on him and and this and that. And and that could be part of it. But I started thinking – the man still has a young, young child at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sleep when you have a young, young <laughs> child at home yeah. uh, is at a premium. Like, it, it, it's rough. So maybe that's some of it, too. When you're on the road, you, know, you get a little bit more to yourself, you know, a little bit more time. Maybe that's part of it as well. But, Lindsay, did you realize he had 31 points, 16 rebounds, and two assists tonight? <laughs> Espo, did you know that this is his first game in his career that he's had 30 and 15? Or I, more? I didn't. But did you know this is the first game he's had 30 or 15 or more in a game? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, amazing. isn't it? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the performance <laughs> from DeAndre. And, I mean, it was just – it was super fun all around to watch DA Cook tonight. And it's it couldn't have come sooner, right? Yeah. We were all clamoring for this from, from DA for a hot minute. And I'm glad we're finally seeing the DA that we all know – 
and love. And we know what he's capable of. And I guess really at the end of the day, if there was a time to turn it on, this is the time of the season where you turn it on and hopefully you can ride this through the playoffs and go very far in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, this this was playoff DA tonight. This is the guy that we saw in those playoff runs. So he's still in there somewhere. And hopefully this is the start of tapping into it on a more regular basis. Yeah. And, and the good thing is, like, people could say, like, oh, it was just the Pistons. But he did it literally last night against the best team mm-hmm. in the NBA. So um, keep stringing those performances together. And the thing that I like is, like, D.A. was obviously the best player on the floor tonight. But you look at the other young cornerstones as well. They got a combined 75 points on 29 of 39 shooting from D.A., McHale, and Cam. And we've been talking about this for a long time with Devin Booker out. Someone needed to step up as the number two guy and whatnot. All three of them tonight, that's the kind of progress you want to see from these young guys. And hopefully when Book comes back, you're able to keep their momentum going, keep, you know, Mikhail, keep getting to the elbow. DA, keep running that pick and roll. Cam, keep having an impact with his three-point shot and attacking the rim. Like, this is all very encouraging for when you get your best player back here soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Tory Craig came up big tonight too. In a night where where Chris Paul goes oh for seven, you couldn't afford Tory Craig to disappear again. He goes five for eight tonight with fourteen points. I mean that that's coming up huge. And and Chris did not look particularly good shooting. Had those fourteen assists, but uh, but two points is pretty pedestrian to say the least for for Chris Paul tonight. So mm-hmm. Tory Craig. Uh, was much needed in those 14 points. Yes, and we'll get into that a whole lot here in just one second. But first, a congratulations again to DA for being our DraftKings king of the game. And right now, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Also, if you are... Not already a user of the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Highly recommend you sign up. And when you sign up, make sure you use that code PHNX because when you use that code, new customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Uh, Saul, you mentioned it earlier. DA came in clutch for you tonight. When it came to the DraftKings Sportsbook uh, I, app. Actually, uh, DA had nothing to do with it. I thought you said DA came in clutch for you on the DraftKings Sportsbook app tonight. Yeah. As far as the assist he threw to, I think yes. it was Mikhail. Oh, I see. Yeah. I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, what was yeah. your bet? Because you hit. Uh, yeah, so mine was a, a four-pick parlay that hit at plus 675. Oh, Suns man. Suns easily won by four and a half. Cam Johnson easily went over that 11 and a half mm. uh, points. And Mikhail and Torrey Craig easily <laughs> eclipsed their PRA total which gives me money. <laughs> Screw you both. Is Let's all go. I and tough. I tried to, I tried to, I tried to tell you, Espo, there was no chance the Pistons were shitting, shooting a three. Well, they did shit a three. Uh, they <laughs> shooting a three to start the game. Look, and that's exactly. Look, I had the right bucket. I had the wrong team. You so. did. That's what you get for picking against the Suns. I had the Suns money line <laughs> that also hit, but unfortunately for uh, fortunately, me, <laughs> Saul is back in the mix. Oh, man. Emma, what does our leaderboard look like? Let's fucking oh. go! 
You still only have half of what Lindsay has. <laughs> Listen here, shit talker. Go sit down on the bench. You're in last place now. Oh, For all big, that shit you were talking big, before. Big Who gives a shit, Espo? You sit down. You just take it like uh, a man. Oh, big, Let's go. Big boy hits one bet. He's got <laughs> baby there, but he's got some big balls. The dog bookman. I pick the Pistons to shoot a three, and they suck at shooting threes. I don't know what I was thinking. So, thank you, Emma. Should we just combine so we can catch thank you, Emma. No, no, fuck that. I'm going to do this shit on my own. Yeah, you'll be, I got no. momentum. You'll be back Let's in the go. soon enough. I'm so glad I just get to sit back and watch this <laughs> chaos <laughs> unravel. Sit back and watch the world burn. I'm just glad that at least my bet also hit, so I didn't at least, I didn't at least lose $10 tonight. That made me feel a little bit better. But I am very bummed that Saul went from minus like 12 to a oh, positive also, 60 some odd dollars. Also, can we really talk about the, the problem with this tonight? Hmm. We had some really egregious shit talking in this office. Okay, when Saul, what happens in this office? When Saul was about to office, take Saul. When, when Saul was about to uh, get his bet because Mikhail Bridges was coming through, some of the awful, I mean, Awful <laughs> shit that was said against oh. my Phoenix Suns and Mikhail Bridges. Oh, oh my wow. god! I would have like, settled for another oh malice in the palace when he was one one away. Oh all right. Gosh. Oh my god! Gerald can attest whatever it to takes. the awfulness that is coming out of these two people's mouths. When Saul's about to win, is Sir, not pretty. I'm pretty sure you rooted against the Suns when I was Never. about to win the other night. Never. So. Lies. Never. You sit on a throne of Never. lies. <laughs> never. I've never rooted against the Suns anyway, to win a bet. Uh, this is why I recommend you check out DraftKings, and you should also create a leaderboard with your friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app because it's chaotic as hell, but it is fun AF, and that fun. is absolutely for sure. Okay. A uh, couple of super chats. James Johnson, thank you for your super chat. I don't know if I should read this one. No. Any, somebody else want to no. read this one? That D was good tonight. Not there like you go. that. Not like that. <laughs> See, that's why I, I opted out of that. It's but more, James, thank you for your super chat. Thanks, what? James Johnson. So it's more like that D was good tonight. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I'll read this one. Manuel, thank you for your super chat as well. Said, this is just a quote. Because I love y'all. Super chat. Love this team. Aww. Love you guys. Love the chat. Just good vibes, man. Thanks, Thank, man. You. Thank you. We appreciate you. Love you all back. Uh, happy to have this forum to be able to hang out with all of you guys, especially after a Suns win and back-to-back -back wins, too. Mm -hmm. That's the other part of this game that we didn't really talk about uh, so far is that second night of a back-to-back -back for the Suns, two games in a row. Obviously, Cam did sit out last night's uh, game, but he played tonight. But normally, that's the question before the second night of a back-to-back, -back, even if it is against a lesser quote-unquote opponent, is the energy and the effort that you come out and start a game with. And they had that from the jump tonight. Yeah, they really did. They were they were flying all over the place, um, just causing havoc. It was a little rough going in the first quarter after they had built a 10-plus a point lead, and then they kind of let the Pistons come back, and you thought, oh, man, is this going to be one of those games? Um, and then once they brought the starting uni unit back in in the second quarter, they started to pull away a little bit. And then after halftime, they were off to the races um, and really just buried the Pistons like good teams should do against a, a subpar team, um, a borderline G League franchise. Um, and so, like, hey, uh, credit to the Suns for, for coming out. And honestly, like how many times have we seen them come out and, as Espo says, play with their food mm -hmm. tonight? Uh, especially in the second half, they did not do that. They mm. they absolutely just mollywopped the Pistons. 
um, yeah, they made them look like their engines just did not work. Yeah, and the most encour- encouraging thing was obviously the way that DA played. But for me, like looking at Cam Johnson's situation, and I know there's been concern about him still not being ready to play back-to-backs, him having his minutes dialed down, like the Hawks game, he only played 15. Um, but tonight was a good reminder of, like, there are going to be valleys, but there are also going to be peaks as he works his way back. Um, and he was super productive, 20 points in 23 minutes, 7 of 9 shooting, 3 of 4 from deep. He brought energy, he attacked the basket, um, he spread the floor. Like, he's had a couple of those games. He's had one where he had 24 points in 18 minutes, 19 points in 22 minutes, like, He's been hyper productive even with the minutes restriction. So I feel like it'll take a little bit more patience for us to be comfortable with him playing 25 to 30 minutes again on a nightly basis. But I do like that tonight was a good reminder like, okay, yes, they know what they're doing here and he's able to be productive in limited minutes. It's just going to take some time for those inconsistencies to even out a little bit. Well, I, I love the defense tonight, the the energy on that side of the ball. On the second night of a back-to-back it's real easy to slack on defense mm-hmm. right because you're tired uh, you know you got a big win last night so they could have slacked off this is back-to-back games they've hold, held an opponent to 100 or less uh, you know and and that's impressive and defense is gonna have to be a big part of what this team does to win it was part one of their hallmarks last year at how they got to those 64 wins it's been hit or miss this year but the last two nights that defense has been on point, and they're going to need that moving forward. I will say this about DA, too. Um, in, in a game like tonight where things could go awry, and if you don't come with the right mentality, shit can get really out of hand really fast. I felt like he actually dictated to the team the energy that was going to be played. I saw him barking at guys on the court, getting back, trying to put them in position, like he had done in the playoff run, mm-hmm. like Chris Paul had tried to get him to do when he first got here. I saw more of that DA tonight. And if you're looking at positive signs, I don't give a shit that it was against the Pistons. Those are positive growth steps in terms of his development and really being a leader and really owning one side of that court, which was the defensive side, something we've been really clamoring for. I think we can all live with the production that he gets on the offensive side because he's one of the most efficient players in the NBA, period. Mm -hmm. Like not even just as a center, just all all, all the way around. Um, But defensively is where we saw him take a drop. And now it's starting to come back. And listen, uh, as somebody pointed out in the chat, that's 22 and 13 he's averaging over the last seven games. And defensively, his last three games, I think, have been the three best games of the season. I don't give a shit that they lost to the Hawks by 50 or whatever it was. He was engaged in that game. Mm -hmm. And he was playing good, solid defense. It just didn't work out in their favor because, fuck, the Hawks were hitting a million threes. Um, But you saw it against the, the Celtics. You see it again tonight against the Pistons. If you start to piggyback good outings over and over and over again. It just becomes a habit. And that's what DA is trying to do right now. He's trying to establish great habits and play at a high level. And I feel like he's doing that. And I I said this two games ago. I said, I feel like DA's right there on the verge. He's going to snap out of whatever this funk is that he's been in. And he's going to start playing at a high level. And we're starting to see it. It really excites me. And listen, I know there I... I'm reading it in the chat right now. There's hesitation around mm-hmm. getting back on board with DeAndre and you don't want to get let down again or you don't know how consistent it can be. But all I'm going to tell you when it comes to that is don't deprive yourself of enjoyment from Suns basketball and a Suns win and a solid game from DA. Like mm-hmm. you can proceed with caution, but don't not let yourself enjoy 
a son's win. Mm -hmm. Like that, that hurts only you really at the end of the day. Yeah. I understand people being skeptical because we've seen DA put together strings of performances. We've seen him do it for a whole postseason run. Um, This is encouraging still though. Like I, I will, at least I will take the flashes, even if they only amount to flashes um, I want to see it again in the playoffs, obviously, which we've seen from him the last two postseason runs for the most part. Um, so, yeah, I, I again, I understand people's cautious optimism or their skepticism or whatnot. But, man, the way the team is rolling right now as a team, it's not just like D.A. playing well mm-hmm. and Mikhail struggling mm-hmm. or Mikhail playing well and D.A. struggling. Like they've finally been putting together performances where all three of them are playing really well. Um, and on a night where Chris Paul goes 0 for 7, that's huge. So I'm I'm pretty impressed with that, and I hope they're able to, like I said, keep it rolling once Book comes back because Book obviously changes the equation. Mm-hmm. Everybody's load is a little bit lesser. There's going to be an adjustment process to that, but it could this stretch where December was awful could make them a better, more battle-tested team come April, May, and hopefully June. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, they figured out what was ailing them. Some of it was just getting guys back healthy, but they've also learned how to play together and, and reach their full potential in a lot of ways. But to me, if you are considering a, a move involving DA, not a better time for him to play <laughs> like this. Yeah. This is fantastic advertising to call, pick up the, <laughs> the phone and go, yeah, Masai, yeah, uh, Pascal, are you, are you, <laughs> you interested in that for DA? Like there's a lot of, uh, a lot of good. If if you don't want to buy into it, look at that as a positive, uh, at least. But I'm not ready to say Da is him, but I will say he's him tonight, and he was last night, and I'm okay with that. I just need that night tonight. It can be a different guy. Luckily, it's been Da the last. Few. Okay, well, let's answer Jacoby's super chat question. Thank you for your super chat. Are Mikel and DA taking the steps to become number two and number three? Am I getting ahead of myself? It seems we're one solid trade away from being a title contender. Well, I think they were already, they were always one trade away, solid trade away from being a title contender, regardless of Mikel and DA's performance. Now, what happens is, is if DA, Mikel, and Cam all play on a nightly basis like they did tonight, um, they become shit the favorite in the West if they can add one more body that can get their 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 buckets. So um, I'm not going to sit here and say like, yeah, they're the number two and three clearly right now because we've seen too much inconsistency for me to fall for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say uh, Mikhail has strung together uh, more games in a row than D.A. at this point of solid offensive performance. D.A. starting to do that. Um, and so if they if they hit what you're hoping for is that by the end of this season, both of those guys have been consistent enough in producing at this high of a level that you can feel very confident about their playoff performance because you know they're just going to elevate a little bit more once they get there. And then whoever you add is a nice piece, but but it's just another like not not really a necessity, uh, but a nicety, if you will. Right. Just, just a little nugget on Mikel. Uh, it's now a career long 12 straight games of 15 or more points for him. This this team does not need a deal to be a title contender. This team needs a trade to be a title favorite. Mm. They are right in the mix and as good as anybody to win a title this year. But th- the problem is they're in a group of 10 teams like that right now. You need a move to put you in that upper echelon where you're one or two 
teams that have the, the legit chance, like that you are a favorite uh, in it right now. And I think that's what you're aiming for. Right now, this team could get hot and win a title with this group. And I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, especially with what we've been seeing from McHale and DA if that keeps up when Book comes back. But if you get another guy and if you make a move to solidify that bench uh, at before the deadline, then it's are these guys one of the one, two, three favorites to win a title this year? Yeah, and, and I think I've, like I've said it for a while, especially back when this team was healthy. Like you look at there's preferred starting five together. It's a very small sample size, but they were really good. And they were the tops in the West before book and a bunch of other guys started getting hurt. I think, I think their road to a title is nowhere near as easy as it was maybe last year, as far as them being the heavy favorites this year, they're, they would be fighting an uphill battle to get there, but they could still do it. The, the margin for error is a lot slimmer, so that's why I agree with you. I feel like a trade to tighten up the bench rotation would be huge, get another shot creator off that bench because we don't know if we can rely on campaign or Landry Shamit right now. Um, but, yeah, I, I think especially everything we've seen lately just confirms it even more. Like, this team is really close to being there. Yeah. Is, I mean, is there one team in this league right now that scares you, that you go – there's just no chance the Phoenix Suns beat blank the way it is right now. I mean, I don't know. I would go as far as there's no chance, but mm. low key, I'm concerned about the Mavs. I would say Mavs and Pelicans in the West and in the East, I would say Bucks and Celtics are the ones that I would be concerned about a matchup. I think they could win any of those, but I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd pick them as the favorite right now. Quite frankly, I'm not sure what move you could make that doesn't make that makes Dallas not a problem for you. They're just a matchup nightmare for this team at times. I, I so. think there is one move out there that you could make, um, for instance, like a Jared Vanderbilt, um, just to be able to just listen, you, you're not going to stop Luca, but you just need to get up in his yeah. craw a little bit and, and just disrupt him a little bit. It just feels like every time Luca plays the Suns, it's just way too easy. It's just, it's not physical enough. It doesn't feel like. Um, you know, it, anybody's really a nuisance enough to really cause havoc for him. Mm. So if you can get a guy that has a little bit of length, a little bit of girth, no pun some, grit. Yeah. some grit, um, to be able to defend Luca and just slow him down a little bit. Um, I think that's, that's the key, uh, because without that, you, you're probably going to run into the same problem where it's just a free flowing offense and he's just hitting dudes left and right on the perimeter and they're shooting threes out the ass because that's what Dallas does against the Suns for whatever reason. They don't do it against anybody else, <laughs> but against the Suns, they are the best three point shooting team in the history of mankind. And it's bullshit. I think, I think Marquise in the chat brings up one that, that I agree with the Bucks with Giannis. Again, you need another body to throw at that. You're not going to stop him, but if you can get somebody that can, can make him work a little bit harder. That's that's probably another group that you go, okay, that could be an impediment. But really, know? there's only like, what, two, three guys in the yeah, league that might I, be able to do that? I and none of them are going to be available? They have the guy, and it's DA. And I think even going back to that Buck series, with DA on the floor, you look at the plus minus, it was drastically different with him on the floor versus off the floor. Not that he stopped Giannis to any degree, but he slowed him down. He mm -hmm. made him work a lot yeah. harder. And when it was Giannis against literally anybody else, he went the fuck off. So, like, they have that guy. I would be fascinated if that was a finals matchup that we got again, that kind of rematch, because 
I know DA was not, he said it multiple times, he was not happy with the way he played in that series, with the foul trouble, with trying to figure out the physicality he could and couldn't play Giannis with. So that would be an incredible matchup for me, that rematch. Um, but he is kind of the guy that you would hope could at least make him work for it. But but you need it, but you need it in waves. Because yes, going yes. against Giannis for 48 minutes, no that's there's that, man, that's that's tough because mm-hmm. he is one of the most physical guys too, and he's going downhill. Listen, yeah. I don't give a shit what anybody says. When Tory Craig took that charge against Giannis, oh man, <laughs> yo, like you could see it in dudes' eyes. Like mm, I don't know if I'm about that life. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like that's a different that's a different kind of pain. Uh, and and it, and it hurt. And it, it's not literally easy to and take. physically. Yeah, he, he lost a part of himself that night that he is never getting back. <laughs> yeah. I mean that. But I did forget the homie is back. So I guess oh, they can be well, surprised. Well, right? see, that's you so know you what, named, Espo? You named one of the two guys that I feel like for Luca and Giannis would help. Jared Vanderbilt is one. OG Ananobi is the other one. He's got length. He's got strength. He's one of the best defenders in the NBA at multiple positions. I know people aren't very high on his offense, but that's a name. And he's been shot down by the trade reaper, I believe, to this Rawr! point. But, Forget about it. But those are. <laughs> was that a cat? I don't that know what it was. But... It's like a monster truck. Forget about it. <laughs> what are you? Forget so, about it. Like baby jungle from fucking Thundercats in the house. Jesus. <laughs> Let's 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 hear what it's supposed to sound like there. Yeah, that's not even close. Forget about it. It's it's a baby jungle cat. <laughs> so that was my favorite moment from you on the show. Uh, yeah. We're gonna have to, you know what we're gonna have to do. Oh right? my god. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect, yeah, baby. Sure. Let's do it. Uh, god. god. You need a clean version of it? <laughs> Forget about it. God. Where were What's we? What's in that beer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah what's in the box we can do that you want to dive a little oh, bit shit. deeper into this game and look inside the box what's in it oh what's in the box what's in the fucking box a 116 100 win 34 <laughs> assists for the suns 23 for the i almost said the raptors for the pistons 48 rebounds to the 30 for the pistons 54 points in the paint to 30 for the Pistons and 11 of 23 from deep to the sick. Listen to this 16 of 42. They shot 42 threes tonight and only made 16 of them. This tells you the story of the game. This, this sun's dominated in the paint Love on that. the glass and, and scoring. I mean, that's, that's what did it for him tonight. Yep. They were dominant. DA. Yeah. It was DA 13 of 15 tonight hitting that elbow jumper. Um, and it helps that they were so efficient from three. They didn't take a ton of them, but when you shoot nearly 50% from three, that will help make up for the discrepancy a little bit. Um, it's not a habit I want to see them fall into unless they are dominating the paint like tonight, but thankfully the Pistons couldn't make anything, and their defense was a big part of that too. Yeah. I just love to see, like, uh, Katie, that rebound differential. Love to see that. Any night mm-hmm. the Suns are out rebounding their opponents I feel like is a good night for me obviously DA led that charge with 16 but Jock Landale uh right behind him with six maybe a little bit farther than right behind him but <laughs> just on second, his heels yeah. only 10 behind on the team with six but 
Every single guy who saw playing time tonight had two or more rebounds on this team. Mm -hmm. So it was a full team effort tonight, and you love to see that. Yeah. You know my favorite thing about tonight? What? The Suns are now fifth in the West. And if they'll stay there if uh, if the the Golden State Warriors continue to uh, stomp on the the Dallas Mavericks, they're up 82-66 right now. And that puts the Suns at fifth, a half a game back of uh of the clippers at fourth and home court so as bad as it looked as crazy they'd fallen i think they were 12th at one point mm-hmm. they're right back in the thick of it for home court not just to make it not just to be in the play-in for home freaking court so mm-hmm. i mean more of this please yes yeah. on a regular basis right more furniture please oh man for your new home she did or to it to upgrade us. your home. I got you. I got you guys good tonight on that should, one. I'm not gonna lie. You should have heard the other the other joke today by this guy uh, about Czech Diallo. Oh, oh my man. god, that was a good Gerald. One. What, Gerald's was worse than mine. Yeah. Gerald was way yeah, always was. way worse than mine. Uh, but more furniture. It's a fantastic company here in Phoenix. We are big fans of theirs because not only did they provide uh, some furniture for our officers here at PHNX. We can tell you firsthand that they are very, very, very comfortable, whether it's the chairs that you see here uh, on our set or the chairs in our little viewing area where we watch all our games. Not even chairs. They're like full on loungers, like Mm -hmm. recliner. You got an extra little headrest that you can adjust. You got a charging station like it's literally top notch. It's like being in one of those fancy movie theaters when we watch games here. And mm-hmm. that's all thanks to our friends over at More Furniture. So, if you are in the market for anything for your home or your office, highly recommend you guys check out More Furniture to save big on the best furniture in the valley. Just head on over to morefurniture.com. Also, we all know the Super Bowl is literally just around the corner. Things are going to start getting crazy here in Phoenix tomorrow. I mean, it technically has already kind of started to pop off a little bit. But you know tomorrow is when things are really going to take off. If you're still trying to figure out your plans for Super Bowl Sunday, Octane Raceway and Mavericks has you covered. You can watch the big game at Mavericks with dozens of 4K televisions, 20-foot Jumbotron, 5,000 square foot restaurant featuring a chef curated menu, craft beers, and custom cocktails. If you are looking to enjoy the Super Bowl experience at Maverick, make sure you book in advance at mavericks.com slash the big game. Not only can you get really great food and great viewing um, enjoyment out of being at Mavericks for the Super Bowl, you can also pick up game cards, you can play laser tag, and so much more. And there are four four quarters of food feast. I read it to you guys once before. I'll read it to you maybe a little bit later in the week. But from quesadillas to desserts to smoked tri-tip sliders Mm. with slaw, like solid lineup of food options over at Mavericks. So again, mavericks.com slash the big game to check out uh, their space for Super Bowl Sunday. Before we have this, these next two conversations, let's kind of take us off topic of the game. Is there anything else that you wanted to highlight or give a flower out for? No. Okay. So. Well, then let's go down these next two topics. So you alluded to this one in the pregame show. We said we were going to revisit it in the postgame show. Uh, Ryan Rossillo, of course, had thoughts about DeAndre in, in last night's game. 
And it felt even more so after tonight's game as something maybe to just touch on. Yeah, I mean, we, we probably should have grabbed a screen grab of, of, the, of the image. No, no, no. I, yeah, this is the tweet that Ryan put out. I said, good example of a frustrating Aiden play. He's not even late. He's just doesn't, he just doesn't do anything. You could say he's protecting against the law, but he's not. Um, and so what was happening was is, uh, Ish Wainwright was guarding uh, Jason Tatum on the wing, on the opposite wing, and he made a stutter step move and went to the basket. There was no resistance by anybody, really. And if DA comes over to help, which he could have, but there was also somebody – literally on the on on the strong side that could have also helped out. I think it was maybe Torrey Craig. Um, if he goes over, then Robert Williams has got a wide open, easy dunk if he drops it off. Either way, he's screwed. And uh, DA was also in the lane, and he, he got out because I think he was worried about maybe a legal defense. And so there was just a lot of things about that that I'm like, listen, of all the games to really pick pick apart and really go at somebody for, that wasn't the one. That wasn't the one. You literally could have picked any one of the 10 games before the Hawks game to point out something that D.A. wasn't doing great defensively. But last night, I thought he played a very good game all the way around, and he was solid. And that's just, for Ryan Rosillo to come at him for this game particularly, I was just like, come on, man, let's go. You weren't watching this game. Yeah, I mean, that that was regrettable. I understand the national guys have a harder time you know, you can't, you just can't watch every team every minute of every game. Mm-hmm. You have to split your attention. And this was an unfortunate incident of a guy probably changing the channel to the game, catching that play, and it confirming, you know, what the narratives have been around DA for most of this season. Um, but you're right. Like it was a weird game to do that in. He only he was calling attention to one play, but I agree with you. It wasn't, it was not an example of DA like, being egregiously no. out of place or not contesting a shot. Like, if you want to do that, there are other examples from earlier in the season. There's, there's, lately, he's been great, and that wasn't one of them. There's one, literally, against the Raptors, where D.A. contests a shot kind of at the rim and literally stands with his heels on the out-of-bounds line behind the backboard. Right. As the rebound goes, and I think it's uh, Trent, uh, Gary Trent Jr., gets yep. the rebound right in front of D.A., and goes up yeah. for a bus bucket, and DA just stands there, flat footed, watching him for five seconds. Like I would have went with that way more. Right. Like, but but we went with this one where he's playing at a higher level. Just stop, bro. Well, just people stop. are just trying to confirm their bias in a lot of ways from a national perspective. I mean, and like like Gerald was saying, he probably just flipped in and was like, "Oh yeah, that's an example," and and shot off a tweet. Like it's not it's not deep analysis. It's not well thought out. It's a throwaway tweet that that just confirms a storyline that, that you know that a lot of the national guys have run with, and some of the local you know, fans and people have run with. You can get on DA a lot of times. There's a lot of reasons to do it, but don't manufacture reasons when they're not there. Yeah. I mean that's that's the thing about it. Yeah. <sighs> it. <laughs> I mean, this is just another example of kind of like how media voting might not be the most ideal (laughs) or trustworthy when it comes to some awards. Because like if there was ever a moment where like this shouldn't have been sent, Mm -hmm. it was in last night's game. Like if you had sent this, like you said, in any of the other games where D.A. was having a rough night, then it's like, okay, you're paying solid attention to what's happening. 
And you should have been watching last night's game. It was the Suns and the Celtics. Like, why wouldn't well, you watch that game? Rosillo's a Celtics guy, too. It's Exactly. I so mean, this, this just makes me think, like, is it, are you cherry picking it's, for a reason or are you not paying enough attention? I think. It's and a, if you're not paying enough attention, which I totally get to your point, Gerald, it is very, very difficult to follow mm. every single game in the NBA at all times. But then how are we going to be like, oh, yeah, the media is the best people to vote on seasonal awards? Well, I mean, I, I think it's... Am I it's, going too far with this? Well, maybe, because <laughs> I feel like the media, if you look at like fan votes versus player votes versus media votes for like stuff like All-Star, the media vote is consistently much closer to reality than the it's player all, or the fan it's vote. It's all bias. Okay, but uh, what yeah. I'm saying is like the media at least tries to be objective, and I think this is more a case of it's hard to keep track of everything when you're watching a basketball game. Like he was probably thinking like, oh, I haven't really been paying attention to DA playing defense, watched that play and was like, well, that just confirms what I've been hearing. So I'm going to run with it. Like it's not necessarily trying to push a narrative, but it is falling back on. I've I'm trying to stay informed. This is what I've been reading and hearing about DA all season. I saw this play. Those connect. And you tweet something out like that when it's not necessarily the reality of his game. I don't think it was anything intentional. And I do think there's something to national outlets should have a beat reporter in every city that their job is to just focus on one team because it's impossible to cover more than one. It's hard to just cover one. Like there's so much that goes on on a day-to-day basis. Um, but, you know, obviously a lot of companies don't have the the capital for that type of thing. So this is kind of what you get. Lindsay's 100% right. There is a national cabal out to get DA. <laughs> DA Anon oh is out there God. just trying to tear the man down. Wait, is, is that well, what I said? Well, yeah. he's out there working hard, <laughs> and they should bit. not be allowed to vote for national awards, all right? He's... I say chat GPT is the only thing that gets their vote for these <laughs> national awards. It's unbiased. Yeah. It's a robot, and that's what we need to do. I agree with Lindsay 100% in her thought on that. Well, he's trying to drag you <laughs> into this his conspiracy theory. Down. I know. Trying to take That's me tough. down. Listen, I'm just I'm just throwing the question out. Is there a potential where it could be like an all-star situation where it's a mix, uh, it's a combination of coaches and media? Like I understand why you would want to take like teams out of those type of awards, but it's just really difficult to know every single thing throughout the whole season and really be able to have an unbiased opinion on that kind of stuff all well, the time. Well, you're never going to remove bias from human nature. I mean, it happens. And you can you can do your best, and I think most reporters do their very best to strip it down to the bare minimum. But if I think if you really want to get to the base level of it, you should just have the players vote because oh, no. that they're the guys out there. They're the guys studying the film. They're the guys... That know it best. And yeah, they're going to have their bias too. There's no perfect way to vote on first team all NBA and defensive team and, and all that crap. Because <laughs> to your point, nobody can watch all the games. Nobody can uh, can play it. Like, I, I don't know. You, I don't know there's any perfect way to, to figure out how to do it. I feel like it's fine as it is. This was just an unfortunate tweet by a guy that wasn't paying attention to the rest of DA's game. Gerald's like, can y'all like, just calm the F down for five yeah, seconds? Like, I, like look, it's one I, tweet. The player vote, you go back to the history of the NBA and some of the player votes the guys they've awarded MVP to or major awards for should never have happened. 
like these guys have more biases than the media personalities do. So I, I no, I wouldn't like that. Jared doesn't even have a vote yet. And he's like, you guys are trying to take it away. <laughs> he's like, don't I you want dare. my vote, you bastards. Don't you <laughs> <dare>. <laughs> Big old jerks. All right, we'll move on from that one. I was just asking questions for the sake of, you know, <laughs> whatever. All right. So I believe it was Priscilla. Was it Priscilla in the pregame show who told mm -hmm. us about I Charles so. Barkley yes, on yes. all the smoke podcast? Well, at halftime, we went and found that not little... The, not the Up in Smoke podcast. All oh, that, the Smoke. That's yes. the Cheech yeah. and Chong one. I got it confused. <laughs> yeah. Charles Barkley was on an episode of All the Smoke. And in that episode, it was a very, very small little nugget towards the end of the show. But he said, I think my sons are done. Once you lose that chemistry on a team, I don't think you can get it back. And I think they've lost it. They don't like each other. Every team has clicks, but you got to like and respect each other if you're going to win. This kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop. Like, I think I could say, sure, maybe at times this season, some of the guys have butt heads. But, like, I don't know that I would say they don't like each other or respect each other. Chucky, baby, I love you, man. But what are you doing? I mean, you don't have any sources on this. It's pretty obvious. They don't hate each other. They're out there actually playing some of the best ball that they've played since last year, uh, you know, before they sat everybody at the end of the season. Uh, they've found a rhythm. I don't know when they recorded this. If they recorded this early in January, I understand the doom and gloom that this Suns team was done because it looked pretty abysmal. But what they've done over the last 10 and probably more like the last 15 games has shown that they're far from dead. And all that was exaggerated, one of us said. I agree. I agree. Uh, listen, I, I love Chuck just as much as anybody, uh, but it, this ain't this ain't it. This ain't it. Like they look like they're having fun again. Uh, I Listen, it's not unusual for guys to chirp at each other on the court. It doesn't mean that you can't have chemistry. It doesn't mean that you hate each other. It just means, hey, Fucker, help me out on this on this double team. You were supposed to come over and help. Now he scored a bucket. That's on you. That's all it is. And then they're like, yeah, you're right. Or fuck you. You didn't help me out on this. And then they butt heads and then they move on. That happens to literally all of us every day at work all the time. You might butt heads into your coworkers. You might butt it. But that doesn't mean that you guys can't get along at the end of the day. It's like it's all good. And I'm not talking about me and Espo. Calm down. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you had a sibling, you know exactly what yes, Paul's like, talking about. And so so I'm okay with, with them having a, a few bumps in the road. And listen, you literally lost four of your five starters at one point. Hmm. Like things are going to fall apart. There's no team in any sport that can lose 80% of their starting lineup and be okay. It doesn't no. exist, doesn't happen. Chuck was wrong. Well, and it's ironic because Chuck used to be a guy that would get on his teammates. You watch inside the NBA, him and Shaq go at it like crazy on that mm -hmm. show. Does not mean they have no chemistry that they hate yeah. each other. It just means that they, they go at each other a lot. And that happens, and that's part of human nature. Uh, Brittany brings up a good point. To be fair, we are ass on national TV, so... I mean, I guess so, but it's usually on ESPN, not TNT. And also, <laughs> like, I feel like... I'm also curious, like, Espo, like, when did they record this? Because unless it was, like, December, beginning of January, I don't get the sentiment, like, mm -hmm. at all. Um, they, they've just won 8 of 10 games. And I... 
I love Chuck. Like inside the NBA is one of the most entertaining basketball mm -hmm. or entertainment shows you outside can of, watch. Outside of ours, yes. But you don't go there for basketball information. They literally don't know who Rui Hachimura is. They called him Hoochie Mama. Like oh. these are guys that don't do their homework, that don't know the fucking players in the league they're covering. And this is what this is the analysis you get. I like, think it's that's stick. that's part of it. I it, think some of that shtick. I think There's it's no a way that Charles Barkley's like, I don't know who Rui Hachimura is. Rui Hachimura. Shaq legitimately didn't know who Rui Hachimura was. Like, they don't care. They're they're there to be entertaining. They're not there to provide basketball analysis because they're so entertaining. So, like, when they say things like this, I just kind of blow it off because I know that they're not, like, really paying attention. I mean, to be fair, I didn't know who Rui Hachibora, Hachi, Hachimura. Yeah, that's the win was until the, all those trade rumors too. So, you know, <laughs> I'm kidding, but like that's that that's the same shit I think they're doing. I yeah. will say though, um, while I wasn't able to listen to the entire episode of the podcast in during halftime, of course, because it was like an hour and some change long, the little tidbits that I did hear from that podcast sounded very interesting and very entertaining. So. If you love Chuck, I feel like that's probably a really solid podcast for you guys to check well, out. The, the All the Smoke podcast is good in general. In addition to the Knuckleheads podcast are two of my favorites because they kind of just tell it like it is. And they talk about, you know, like I love I love like the Knuckleheads podcast. They start off and they literally say, who's the first person to bust your ass in the NBA? Mm -hmm. I love that question as a startup because it gets you open. And like those guys just do a fantastic job. And J.J. Redick, obviously, too. Mm -hmm. Charles Barkley. But that was the first guy to bust my ass in the NBA. <laughs> That's why you didn't play in the NBA. I don't know if you knew that. Or <laughs> I worked in the NBA. But anyway, um, I still think, again, to your point, Saul, when was this recorded? Because that's a very fair question to ask. And a lot of times these type of things are pre-recorded and then shared at a later date when they have time to edit or whatever it may be. Right. Like mm -hmm. we all know how behind the scenes mm -hmm. of production kind of works. Maybe this was when the Suns were going through the thick of it. Yeah. I and mean, maybe Chuck feels differently now. Yeah. I mean, we recorded this four days ago. So <laughs> we did. <laughs> <laughs> we do one for a win and one for a loss. We knew exactly what's going to happen. The stats and everything. It was like the fucking Nostradamus over here. They just dubbed in. <laughs> Oh God! If only the Phoenix Suns had a thirty-one two. <laughs> We're gonna start having Chat GBT do our uh, post-game shows for us. <laughs> we'll see. It could be entertaining. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Uh, until then, though. We're going to continue living in the real world, but if you need a break from the real world and you want to tap into some fantasy, underdog fantasy for <laughs> fantasy sports <laughs> is the place to be. They do daily fantasy sports differently, and the Pick'em game is the best game because it's so simple, and you can win a whole bunch of money on the Pick'em's game. It's literally higher or lower. That's it. You can add more legs, and you can win up to, what, 20 times? Your money, so basically mm -hmm. up to a thousand dollars is what you could potentially win on the. You can win game. even more. You can win I mean, even more. It's it's twenty times whatever you bet. Whatever you bet. Yeah. So if you're really saucy and you got a mill you want to throw down, I mean, you can go for it. You can. A milli, a milli, a milli. If you're a little bit nervous about maybe throwing that much scratch on the Underdog Fantasy app, maybe start with a hundred bucks because if you sign up with the code PHNX, Underdog will match your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. So that's $200 that you get thanks to that code PHNX and Underdog Fantasy to play on the Underdog Fantasy app with. You can also check it out at underdogfantasy.com. 
but it's really user friendly. It's a lot of fun to play with your friends. So if you have not already, make sure you check it out. Um, have you seen what's going on in the chat right now? They're, I have not. They're talking about leaking scripts because the uh, they said that we got the game script. Yep. Mm -hmm. If you have not had a chance, go find the Arian Foster's uh, script leak for the NFL, and that whole thing yeah. is, a, is awesome. Did you say that already? No. No, no, no I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> where did you think I was going? No. He was confused for a minute. I was, I was okay, very I have a question. A if you, I asked you this yesterday or the other day, so if you guys knew that sports, professional sports, were scripted, kind of like wrestling, like WWE stuff, right? Mm. If you knew that and they leaned into storylines a little bit more, would you still watch? No. Yes. No. No, well, because, it depends. Because I don't even watch WWE anymore. Yeah, but if it's we're talking about basketball, so if, if it with was a little bit more storyline, if it was scripted, then I would want to see a lot more entertaining shit. Like, if I was not a Suns or a Pistons fans, was would I watch this game? Probably well, not. I want to see fights again. Yeah. I want to see the mouse at the palace. Do you not see them starting? It's slowly but surely working its way back and in. There's no. There's no punches being thrown. Oh, did you did you miss the other night? There Mo was Bamba, wasn't it Mo Bamba? Yeah. Literally came off the bench and full on like. Yeah, he went like this. He got no, suspended I, for I five chair. days. I can't do it. No, bumped. it was a no. full on wind up. <laughs> well, which part of it is scripted? Because if you're telling me drama and beefs and calling guys out and that aspect is scripted, damn right I'm still in because it makes it interesting hmm. off the court. It makes the games a little bit more drama-filled. If you're telling me exactly each basket is scripted oh, no. and the score, then hell no. I'm See, out I don't of that think you point. could go as far as to script that, but I think, you, I think you could script who makes it into the playoffs and, and potentially... Well, yeah, the refs do that Yeah, anyway. like you can throw Shit. games, of course, so you can script it to an extent. Yeah, that, but that's what Arian Foster was literally saying, was that yeah. like, he would get the script before the season and he had to memorize what was going to happen, including <laughs> him pulling a hamstring in week 11. Like, yeah. what's the supposed to fall down? He's like, oh, shit. shit. <laughs> 30-yard run. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Could yeah. you imagine? Like, See, like, that's were... a little excessive. It is. It's like, who in their right mind would actually be able to memorize that but, long of a script? But then, like, the thread is awesome because it's like, fucking, like, it shows a dog saying uh, Michael Vick reading the script for 2007. Oh, like, oh, oh shit. yeah. It was <laughs> Well, what? But yeah. now we understand why DA misses those bunnies sometimes. It's scripted, oh, so you can't God. blame him. It's this not so it's in the script. He says, he says, throw it off the rim. I mean, no, wouldn't that be more impressive if these guys were missing on command? I'd be done but, with this. I guess, if, I guess if you're tanking, you kind of are, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guess what, sons? You get to be the worst team in the league this year. Oh, awesome. Again. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it's it could be scripted to an extent, but I don't think they would tell teams who was actually making it. I think they then would how, keep it a secret. Then how then how could it be scripted? Script unless it's the refs it? just pulling all the strings, which, sure, that's... I 100% <laughs> buy into that. <laughs> Lindsay, I don't know how you don't understand that. Lindsay, hey, we're going to do the pregame show. You know it's coming. You just don't know what you're going to say. Okay, <laughs> Ad lib. Wait, that's like two thirds of the time we do the pregame show. <laughs> okay, Lindsay, we're rolling the ball out. Good luck. <laughs> no, it's scripted in the sense that the writers and the people at the top know what's likely going to happen or the handful of scenarios that could play out at the end of the season. But you're not going to tell all 30 teams and every single one of their players. 
So how do you make sure the script gets followed? Is it just the Using the officials. Okay, well then, yeah, I can buy that already this, happening. This is verging okay, too close to, to real conspiracy. What asshole is on the writing staff that hates the sun? To stop. I don't know. We need to stop. Freddie Prince Jr. is a writer. My beer is empty and I don't have enough for this. I don't have enough. Whatever. You'd make a hell of a writer for the NBA script. I think I would. I think I would redo the 2021 finals. That that didn't have a He just got the script last week about Kyrie getting traded to Suns. He was not a fan. He's been asking for edits on that. No, guys, can we write this part out? This is written wrong. No, no, no. You know the movie Silver Linings Playbook when he reads a farewell to arms and throws the book out of the window that's what happened listen code says and for your information Lindsay, there are real aspects to wrestling there are some real aspects to it of course yeah, i get part. that yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's what i'm saying it's, it's a combination a of right. some real life things and some scripted things yeah yeah and how does DraftKings make money you know what i mean like he's there in on come it on now. well hey Never mind. I'm not going to <laughs> All right, last just thing I have real for Italian you guys. Hey. Again, hey. Super Bowl hey. is just around the corner. My favorite thing about tailgates and like watch parties and things of that sort are the fun games around sporting events, right? We're talking like cornhole. And if you are in the market for a brand new custom cornhole set, Shy Town Cornhole has you covered. They have been supplying premium cornhole sets across the country. They do a phenomenal job. They're all custom made. They're beautiful boards. They also have a score tracker thingy on the back. They have cup holders on the back. The actual <coughs> holes light up mm -hmm. so that you can <laughs> you can play at night and still know exactly what you're doing. Uh, and they're also veteran owned and operated. So if you are a veteran or active duty Please mention this ad from PHNX for a 10% discount. But make sure you guys check them out and follow them on Instagram at Shytown Custom Cornhole Boards or check out their website, ShytownCornhole.com. They hooked us up with one here at PHNX, which we have shown you guys before. We'll show you next time as well. <laughs> uh, but they're beautiful. Take my word for it. They're absolutely We have graphics. Beautiful. We spared no expense. It's a me, Cornhole. They're just not here. <laughs> also, Brian said no, 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 that no, Lindsay no, Smith, no, they were no. real to me as far as the wrestling goes. They were real to me when I was a kid, too. Okay? You, oh, yeah. We, weren't in, we mean, were in the same boat. Yeah, The Rock was awesome. Yeah. Um, Code said, what the hell is, is a cornhole? Really? It's the bag scheme. Beanbag toss. Like, where you... You know what I'm saying? Beanbag you, code, toss. you know. You know where you throw the beanbags, like Amelia said. <laughs> Should I bring out Cornholio for these reasons? No. <laughs> Is that? this a new? From Beavis and Butthead. Oh, Come on. You don't remember Cornholio? Don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. <laughs> it's hot in here, right? I'm okay. It. We're going to go. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate oh. you guys. Uh, tomorrow's an off day for the Suns and for us. We'll be back on Monday with the show at 3 p.m. Until then... Have a great Sunday, and you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. Uh, Monday, we have a pretty cool special for you guys, a little trade. Uh, primer. Primer, yeah, a roundtable with some other podcast uh, peeps. They'll be joining uh, Espo and Gerald in studio. Some L Valley and, voices, if you will. L Lindsay and I are just going to deuce out that day, so <laughs> enjoy. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay, and of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. <laughs> <laughs>
To answer your question, chat, no, I don't own a van or sell weed from it. Ahoy, hoy. Tell the Phoenix Metro, Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. PH and X, though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I'll always wreck the family. Rally in the valley.